Welcome to Sustainably in Love with your hosts Sebastian and Guilherme. We're going to be embarking ourselves on an endless journey to raise massive awareness debunking sustainability in fashion. Yeah, right, everyone talks about it, but what do they really mean? Is it organic, recycled, plastic-free products? Slow fashion circular economy business models? Or maybe all the way up to ethical fashion and fair trade social values? So much to debunk, so much to uncover. Come on, join us and let's get into it. How's it going? Sustainably in love, people. I hope everyone is doing amazing because today I have uh, with me Russ Avery and the sustainability marketing guy, AKA right there. He is awesome. He's got so much to talk about. So happy to have you here, Russ. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for having me, Sebastian. It's, it's great to be here. Yeah, it's, it, you're doing so much. I mean, as, as we're talking behind scenes, you know, like you, it, it just feels like you got so much in the go, including your own fashion brand, Renewability. Uh, you're doing amazing stuff and with your journey for your Renewability and how you've done it. We, that's what we're going to talk about today. But at the same time, you also have Russ Avery Consulting, Eloy GmbH, Avery and Brown, LinkedIn Local, local uh, Farnham, the Space Co-working Farnham, you are up to a lot and I'd love to for you to share with, with people a little bit of what you're up to, you know, putting some focus in, in this episode on renewability, of course. Yeah, fantastic. Thank you so much. Um, so I guess as a, as a brief introduction, um, I, I am first and foremost a, a marketing consultant for sustainability focused businesses. Um, but as you said, I, um, I'm involved in lots of different uh, side projects and, and side hustles, one of which is renewability, which we'll, which we'll dig into today. But um, yeah, my main focus is uh, providing, um, yeah, providing uh, marketing and business growth support services to, to any purpose-driven uh, sustainability-focused businesses. And that's, uh, yeah, I've only been doing it for like independently, I've only been doing that for uh, just over two years now, coming up to two and a half years. Um, and before that, I worked in-house as the as the in-house marketer for um, for some London-based sustainability consultancies. Um, but when I left uh, when I left my job to go solo, I just uh, I really found my my true calling, you know. And uh, I, I got bitten by the by the entrepreneurial bug big time, <laughs> which is why I'm doing doing all these things that you mentioned earlier. Yeah, and you're from Scotland, right? I am. Yeah, originally I'm I'm from Scotland. I was born and brought up there um, <clears throat> on the beautiful west coast of Scotland, near uh, right right next to Loch Lomond, which uh, for anyone that knows that area will know how beautiful it is. And uh, I mean, you probably saw my post that I did last yeah. week. Right? Yeah, I was. Uh, I love your story. Yeah, I was attributing it to, you know, to, to being born and brought up in, uh, in Scotland and the amazing countryside to, you know, to how I've ended up doing what I'm doing, because, you know, it's been a long journey. Sure. I mean, I was uh, I would have been 34 when I when I left my job to go to go it alone two years ago. Um, and I'm 36 now. But uh, all the different twists and turns that it's taken, you know, you have to look back and, and you know, pick out the points that led you to where you are today. And I think one of them for me was definitely growing up surrounded by uh, incredible nature uh, and going on walks with, with my parents and my family uh, in uh, yeah, the beautiful Scottish countryside and just having an appreciation for, 
for wildlife and the natural world and uh you know with many different jobs and and things in between i've now ended up yeah working in sustainability and um yeah working like helping helping businesses who are actively working towards making these sustainable development goals a reality you know yeah i really like that so and and I think that's that's even a second episode that we could do a, a, a part two that we're talking about that <laughs> because you, <laughs> you just good. got you just got so much to share, man. And but let's kick this off by sharing the journey of your sustainable fashion brand renewability. You know, um, I know you mentioned that one line of the of the clothing that you're uh, that you are uh, producing is being donated to charities when when people are buying it, and that's really amazing. Also, I mean, when I look at your website, you are just telling me a story. It's a sustainable story that you're sharing with me and I would love for you to share that journey. Absolutely. So, um, okay. The, my journey into sustainable fashion began very, very recently. So in March, 2019, I was in, I was in Amsterdam for, uh, for a, a business conference on behalf of one of my clients. I was there with my, with my clients, uh, Enviro Sustain. Um, and it was a big conference about, uh, about green buildings and the future of um, the, the sustainability in the built environment. But on my last day in Amsterdam, <clears throat> I had some time to kill before my, before my train back to, back to London. And uh, I checked out um, a place called Fashion for Good, which is, um, you, you might know it, Sebastian, but it's, uh, it's basically, I think it calls itself an interactive museum. And it's this incredible place uh, you, you walk around and you're educated in an interactive way about the global fashion industry and the perils of fast fashion from both the environmental and the social points of view. And I, I walked around, I spent, uh, I spent at least uh, a couple of hours in Fashion for Good uh, and I was just blown away. Uh, and then, you know, I got, my I got my train home to the UK and my brain was was whizzing at a hundred miles an hour, like it always is, uh, when I when I discover something new about sustainability. And I guess because I work in the sector, I I kind of knew, I kind of knew some things about um, uh, the fashion industry, but I didn't have any idea about the uh, the the actual real world uh, implications uh, of how bad fast fashion is for our planet and um, uh, and the people who are involved in uh, in making the garments. So. Um, then it was kind of a, you know, serendipity because I discovered uh, I discovered the platform called T-Mill, uh, which is uh, which is what uh, renewability is built upon, and uh, I just thought, you know what, I can do this. So um, let me tell you a little bit about T-Mill for for those of you that don't know. So T-Mill awesome. is the um, T-Mill is the uh, the technology company. Built by the brand, the sustainable fashion brand Rapa Nui, who and I actually knew those guys because I bought some of their clothes before, and I really liked the brand and the kind of um, the really kind of surfy vibe of the brand and the style of their clothes and stuff. And they're based Super on nice. the yeah, they're based on the Isle of Wight in, uh, in in the UK, just in the English Channel, just off the coast. And uh, I I I started reading about T-Mill, and I was just like, this this almost sounds too good to be true, you know. So basically, Rapa Nui just uh, gave people access to their supply chain and their, and their factory. So uh, T-Mill is essentially a, a drop shipping business. Uh, and, you know, it's not perfect by any stretch of the imagination, um, but, you know, what is perfect anyway? Um, but for someone who yeah. is willing to 
that's sorry for someone who wants to start their their journey or start their brand um it's a phenomenal tool so um you know we can chat about the the supply chain and stuff uh in a minute if you want to i think that's like one of your next questions anyway sebastian um yeah, yeah you know, so, one, uh, one of the things that I was going to say in terms of the journey, because it will be amazing to also hear that stuff, is like, uh, what focus have you put in into your brand to tell that journey? Because it starts with our organic farming, with the production in India. You show clearly the videos of how it's done. It's like, you know, it gives me, when I go into that section where you tell the journey of renewability, I get connected to it. And that's what I try to I, I tell a lot of um, fashion brands that I just see written words about sustainability. And I just don't have any connection to it. But to your one, I do instantly because you're just sharing me how the locals are farming organically and, and how they're doing it, right? And how you're sourcing things. And I think that's so powerful. Yeah. So again, this is, um, it's, it, this is exactly what I loved about finding T-Mill was uh, everything you've just described about the, the traceability and the transparency of, of the entire supply chain. So to have access to that is amazing. So I'll uh, I'll try and talk you through it uh, as quickly as I can. <laughs> so everything everything starts with um, yeah with organic farming. So um, all the garments are made from organic cotton, which is you know better for not only the producers but the the ecosystem in which it's produced. So um, no toxic pesticides and fertilizers, and uh, you know they use like uh, cattle manure um, on the on the cotton instead of fertilizers fertilizers so it's all, uh, all natural um and in the cotton fields there's just um you know more biodiversity that's encouraged due to the lack of uh, otherwise toxic pesticides that that will be used in, in a lot of the instances when uh, when brands aren't using that organic uh organic cotton and those organic farming methods yeah um, i want to ask you there a quick well well before you dive sort of into the next part of that journey yeah. already on the on on the organic cotton there there is a little bit of so to say controversial talks around it um but i, I kind of feel like you're gonna be able to demystify it and um, some people think that it's really good organic cotton and some others don't agree so what would you say around the part to those that don't agree that organic cotton is it's the way to go. Okay, well, um, this is, uh, thanks for raising that because that's super interesting and something that I'll talk about a little bit later uh, when it comes to just buying any new clothes at all um, is, nice. you know, I'm, jump I'm jumping ahead of it here, but we are, we are probably quite an unusual brand because <laughs> we, my co-founder Tim and I, we actually tell people, you know, don't buy our clothes, which is, uh, you're going to sound, think hang on a sec you're in marketing that's the worst marketing tactic ever but what we mean by that is because renewability okay is set up as much as a an experiment and a hobby for us for me and tim as it is an education tool for other people so in our if you guys scroll through some of our instagram posts and read the descriptions and stuff you know quite often you'll see us saying you know remember don't buy our clothes unless you unless you were already in the market for, for a new t-shirt or a new top, because yeah, although they're made um, out of organic cotton and have a really good sustainable and ethical supply chain, actually the best thing you can do when it comes to fashion is to buy from charity shops, uh, make, make better use of what you already own, what's already in your wardrobe uh, or participate in clothes shops. So, you know, we are actively telling people to do that yeah. instead of buying a new garment from us, which I think is pretty unusual. And it shows that we, 
it shows that we really live by our values and that we, we didn't set up renewability to 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 make crazy money because you know we the, the truth is that we make hardly any money at all from renewability and like i said it's been an amazing uh tool for us uh to to play our part in the sustainable fashion movement by educating others so um sorry i probably I, I probably didn't answer your question very well <laughs> about the organic cotton side of things but basically what i'm trying to say is um organic cotton is better than non-organic cotton in terms of the knock-on effects that it has but yes it's definitely not perfect of course i mean what is perfect in the end because i mean you, you do have to use water i mean in your case you have a monsoon you know that's why there's a there's a journey that you're trying to uh, take people and at least share that you're doing your utmost um, absolutely to be, to be sustainable but nevertheless let's just start from the scratch already okay, producing cool. producing let's just say that already is a, that is a, the, um, a struggle for the world because with everyone is it's creating it's it's producing clothing right so when what you're sharing with the world of saying i i encourage you to buy second hand and 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 all that i think it's powerful and i and and that's what i'm also you know i'll, I'll be honest to you as well i'm I, I need to get rid of unsustainable clothing that I have in my wardrobe because I mean, um, I, I, it's taken me a long time, decades to to be in this mindset that I am right now and that I, I want to be sustainably in love and, and choose the right clothing. And I'm going to start choosing secondhand, sustainable secondhand and all that stuff. So you bring up really good stuff. And at the end of the day, uh, people, if the people will buy from you, they will buy from you because of the journey and, and your the honesty that you have and because they like you basically. Absolutely. So T-Mill is, is just showing people that there is a better way to make new clothes. So yes, new clothes aren't, they're still bad. You're still using up uh, natural resources. You know, even, even if cotton is organic, like you said, it's still a very, very thirsty crop. You know, it takes thousands of liters of water yeah. to produce, you know, enough cotton just to make one t-shirt and, and one pair of jeans. But there are better ways to do the farming if you do want to buy new. So like you said, the, the, the cotton in the, in the tea mill fields, are, um, they're, they're watered with, uh, with uh, reservoir water that's uh, from the monsoon rains, um, which provides nearly all the water that they need. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, uh, that's just a better way. So continuing the journey, you know, <clears throat> once the cotton's yeah. been, it been picked and it goes into processing, the, um, the, the petals and the seeds of the cotton uh, have to be removed before the cotton can be spun into the into the actual fabric that's used for our garments. Um, and, you know, things get really exciting there because um, when the seeds from the, the tea mill cotton are separated, they are not wasted. They're turned into organic cattle feed, um, which is amazing. So again, you know, talk about circular stuff. So the seeds from the cotton make organic cattle kind of cakes. And then, you know, cattle eat the cakes and then uh, we're using the, the cattle fertilizer to, to irrigate the, uh, to, sorry, to, to fertilize the cotton fields. So it's just amazing. And, you know, awesome. um, vegetable oil is squeezed out of the plants, um, uh, out of the cotton plants uh, to be used in, uh, in food products. So whereas otherwise you would just be taking the, the cotton to be spun and then everything else to be thrown away. Um, you know, T Mill's trying to use every single part of the cotton plant um, so that, yeah, so that there's no wasted resource. That is super good. What you just said, you know, like it's in two simple things that you have it on your web Our website is energy in and then cow food out. <laughs> <laughs> 
I like that. Yeah, and, and I mean, you got a process as well with um, then cleaning enough water to drink, right? Because I mean, that's the other part of it. When you are utilizing all this water to produce the, um, the sustainable clothing, then in most cases, no one worries about trying to reutilize the water so that we can actually drink it and, and again, make good use of that. And I think I, I really like that, to be honest. That's right. So the water that, um, you know, again, cotton being such a, a thirsty crop, it doesn't just need the water in the growing process. Um, many people won't realize that um, uh, quite a significant amount of water is used in the production process as well. And like you said, um, when that water usually leaves the the processing factory, it's usually, you know, not just dirty, but, you know, really, really dirty and, and uh, toxic even. Um, whereas ours is recirculated, cleaned, filtered, reused, and the wastewater that comes out of the out of the plant at the end is literally clean drinking water. So um, yeah, again, there is there is a better way, um, and people uh, brands could could do it if they want to because um, T Mill has proved that that it's possible. So they're really uh, setting an amazing example there. That's amazing because again, on this section again that we're talking about throughout the journey. You focus on three key things with the water, and and I'm I'm just going through your website, and you make it so clear that I'm I'm enjoying this journey, right? So you're recirculating the water, you're cleaning it, you're filtering, you're reusing it, and then you get drinkable water. So again, you make it you make it clear how you are taking each of the steps, and you are you are attributing the of course here the credit to how the um, the platform, you know, treadmill from Rapanui has, has helped you get to here. Uh, but nevertheless, not everyone takes the efforts that you are taking. So kudos to that, right, that part. And then the next part will come on how you make the products, right? Yeah, but I mean, I should just, just say, Sebastian, for anyone that's not 100% sure, the great thing about T-Mill is that you, if you set up your, if you decide to set up your brand on T-Mill, everyone gets at everyone's uh, garments are you know from exactly the same supply chain so this will be the journey of their products as well that's why that's why uh i decided to go with with the t-mill platform to start because it for me it was just a no-brainer because their um their sustainability and and ethical credentials were just so amazing um so like you said going on yeah. to making the products um you know, this is where, guys, This for anyone listening out there, this is where we need to remember that um, there's a massive, massive social aspect to the fashion industry as well. Um, and, you know, this really came to light uh, with the Rana Plaza incident in Bangladesh when the, fa when the garment factory collapsed and um, the world sort of began to realize um, about the working conditions that a lot of the people that make our clothes um, are, are working in. And unfortunately, the reality is that there is a lot of uh, forced forced labor and modern slavery used in in the fast fashion industry, which which I know Absolutely. you'll know all about, Sebastian. Yeah. Oh man, so, I, mean, I mean, let's just let's just be honest. And how how much I've seen fast fashion clothing for for sometimes a euro or one two euros, and you're like, okay, this is unethical right there because the, the the price is just too low right so you're sometimes you can even realize by the price by how low it is that it's in this fast fashion it's unethical how can you make it ethical when it's so cheap absolutely i mean you know and i you know it's a uh, for for a, a brand a high street fast fashion brand that can sell a t-shirt for 
as little as two pounds of which you know there, there really are some out there you the, the bottom line is you simply cannot sell a t-shirt for two pounds <laughs> yeah if it's just not possible you know all the manufacturing that's had to take place uh for that to happen the growing of the cotton the you know just getting it transported from wherever the, your cotton farm was let's call it india because that's where our, our farms are uh to the uk or to wherever you live uh and then to sell it you know someone someone is getting screwed for that and it's it's the garment workers plain and simple and uh yeah. and the environment's being being screwed by it as well because uh, you you can't sell you can't sell a cotton t-shirt for for two pounds um plain and simple so to come yeah. back to your question about making the products uh yeah so our factories are um uh, uh the t-mill users are are amazing you know light clean modern uh modern factories um with really good working conditions um which are uh held to account with uh social accountability audits and um uh, and yeah, what you'd expect or what you would hope to expect uh, people, uh, you know, would want when they uh, when they would check out a factory with, uh, yeah, with nice working conditions where where they're, you know, that it's not a dark, a dark room without any windows or anything like that um, that we see so often um, when we're talking about fast fashion. That's completely different. And then the the second bit, I guess, that you would probably want me to mention about the factories is that both the factory where the garments uh, are processed and then the factory where, where they're printed and drop shipped from are both completely powered by renewable energy as well. Gotcha. So, um, so again, you know, coming in, coming full circle here, it's just about thinking of every, every single Avenue that you can take when, uh, uh, when you're making garments, which is such a long process. Cause you know, exactly. I, I know that, you know, Sebastian, we're, we're involved in the sector, so we know more about it, but, the average consumer just doesn't think where do my clothes come from which is you know the question that the fashion revolution movement wants to ask people is who made my clothes exactly. and they don't think about all the processes that have gone into making it um you know uh processing the cotton spinning the garments um so doing the sewing and stitching and the tailoring and then um getting it shipped or air freighted to wherever you live in the world uh which incidentally in our case is shipping because it's more environmentally friendly than, than air freight. But yeah, we use, uh, we use solar and wind power to power the, the factories. So, you know, almost the entire journey is, uh, is powered by renewables, which is amazing. Yeah, absolutely. And I think on the end part of the journey to just score, score that side as well, you know, I mean, we still have the fact that you're trying to focus on low waste and also you're focusing on on the right packaging you know like funky paper wrapping recycled material stickers you know like plastic free packaging and and the final piece is how you're creating a circular so to say you're using a circular model as well so yeah so for me that's um you know you mentioned the packaging and stuff that's great it's all plastic free but for me yeah the, the most exciting bit by far which is when i was really sold <laughs> on the yeah. platform was when i found out that it had um yeah the circular the circular economy uh model so um every every single renewability garment has uh on the label inside the garment it has a uh, a QR code where you can find out more about the traceability of each item. But then most excitingly for me, um, you can return your product to, uh, to T-Mill slash Rapa Nui, the parent company for, for free. 
um, for them to turn it into a new t-shirt in the factory and you get uh, you get like uh, five pounds off your next order I think it is um, it's just amazing awesome. like this is this is the future fashion so they have this yeah. amazing uh, amazing uh, t-shirt uh, which we've got on renewability actually um, people can find it by um, it's uh, I can't remember the name of my own t-shirt it's embarrassing <laughs> oh it's the Tivington <laughs> men's if you go on renewability.com and you check out the Tivington t-shirt um, you will see that's an example of our t-shirt which is made out of our um, our, our recycled uh, cotton so it's um, the t-shirts are sent back to the factory um, by the by the owner for free um, it's uh, processed uh, and remanufactured uh, and it creates this incredible incredible material which is actually feels thicker than um uh than the the, the, than the cotton that's 100 percent new um and it's got this really nice uh like flecked grain to it because it's um t-shirts that weren't just you know one color so there's like tiny there's like a mottled kind of uh, look to it um and yeah i just absolutely love it and you know if, if people out there want to buy new you you can't do much better than buying uh buying a t-shirt that's made from the 50% post-consumer remanufactured cotton that that's in our, in our recycled teas. So again, just proving that a circular, a circular economy model is possible when it comes to the fashion industry was, uh, was a huge uh, part of the exciting journey for me. I think it's super exciting everything you're up to. So uh, I'm definitely as a start because I'm, I'm at the moment I'm noting down all the list of really, really good sustainable brands out there. And if I, I'm not going for second hand, I would like to support the, the, the very correct uh, brand. And exactly. that's, that's uh, you're, you're now on my list for sure, renewability for sure. So I'll, I'll <laughs> yeah, I really, I really enjoyed that journey. And this is like for, for people listening right now, me as a consumer right now that I, I can tell you, I, I, I'm looking out there and I struggle to connect to the stories of, of, uh, of the sustainability of brands. So, and here's one that, here's one example with renewability that I, I can tell you as a consumer, I'm connected. So I think it's been, it's been amazing everything you've shared with cover that some other questions that I want to ask within the journey already. So this is awesome. What I want to wrap up the episode and ask you um, is what is the sustainable unconscious advice that you would like to give humanity, right? And if you can relate it to fashion, that will be amazing. Okay. So, um, yeah, I, I thought about this when you when you sent me the questions and uh, it's it is such a great question and there's so much that you could say. But really, you know, mm. I think I think the number one piece of advice, which I can 100 percent relate to fashion is to simply we all need to buy and consume less stuff. It really is that simple. We need to we need to consume less stuff, less clothes you know, less food, less meat. Uh, we just need to buy less. We are, as you know, we are, um, you know, addicted to, to being able to, to, to buy things that we want. And obviously I'm not talking about everyone here. I know that there are obviously uh, lots of low income families who, who actually live far more sustainably due to their purchasing habits based on, you know, what they can afford. I'm talking about the, you know, the middle and upper classes um, that are addicted to, you know, being able to buy what we want from uh, sites like Amazon and have it arrive the same day, you know, uh, we're addicted to the latest technology and the latest gadgets and stuff. So the number one sustainable and conscious piece of advice that, that I can give to people is to start your journey of 
consuming less stuff and embracing minimalism. And actually what we're talking about here is if you can afford to buy better, then buy better and less often. Um, again, not everyone can afford to do that, but for those of us that can, we should be thinking about the complete life cycle of the stuff that, of the things that we buy. So not only should we be looking at the, the brands that we're buying from and seeing what their credentials are, which I'll talk about in a second, but we should be thinking about how long that item is likely to last us and where it will go from there. Can it be, you know, is it destined for landfill ultimately, or is it going to be able to be <clears throat> repaired and upcycled? And, you know, we have, uh, again, to tie it back into renewability, we have a t-shirt called the keep, which is, uh, uh, one of my favorites actually in, in black. It's like one of our slogan based t-shirts where people know the phrase, the three R's reduce, reuse, recycle. But actually we yeah. like to take it a step further than that and talk about the five R's, which are refuse first. So refuse the item altogether to begin with. Like, do you even need it? That's what people need to be asking themselves and then reduce, reuse, and then repair. So, uh, you know, we don't have time on this episode to talk about it and I'm not an expert in this area, but it's amazing to see the number of, um, the number of uh, fashion uh, startups out there that are embracing a, a, a repair model. So repairing old garments for, to be sold on as new and like they're creating these amazing one-off vintage garments as a result of um, repairing old, you know, old garments that are from, you know, literally decades like the seventies and stuff It's incredible. So refuse, reduce, reuse, repair, and then recycle as a last resort um, to embrace the, the proper sustainable economy model. If you do have to buy new, buy from small, bra small brands with great transparency and traceability of their supply chain. Um, buy from certified B corporations. So yeah. from any, anyone that doesn't know, B corporations are, um, are businesses which, uh, you know, they balance purpose and profit basically or they put purpose over profit and they are legally required to consider uh, the impact of their decisions on their workers customers suppliers um uh local communities and the environment so if you buy if you buy a new item from a certified b corporation at least you can be safe in the knowledge that um yeah that you're buying from a, a company that really believes in uh in what it stands for environmentally and socially speaking so yeah, awesome. I hope that does that help? <laughs> this is this is really good. I mean, all all the way through the episode, I'm I'm like I'm loving this, you know. And then, and and just to just to reemphasize again, I love that addition on the refuse. That's additional that's additional piece. But then again, like you said, repair is the other one that you know, five hours is, is the strongest way of, of doing things because then you're you're on the path of like it's not just a circular economy but like you're saying you're promoting you know like buy less because like you're saying in general consume more consumers we drive demand and i think people forget to realize that the higher entities um drive demand based on the decisions we as consumer make so if Absolutely. we all come, if we all come together to decide to consume less, to consume the right things, to make the right choices. And on top of that, we help those um, that don't have the resources to have knowledge of our sustainability to see what sustainability is and bring more awareness and consciousness. I think overall, we're going to create an impact in the world. And, and I hope that it, it does become greener and 
you know, like like the sustainable development goals, you know, they want to achieve the 17 um, by, is it 2030 that I heard? Yes, that's right, 2030. Very, yeah. very ambitious, why, very ambitious. This is, this is called the decade of action yeah. because the, the 2020s are the year where, you know, unless significant progress is made through, through, through action that we're all taking, then, um, you know, unfortunately, the reality is that by 2030, you know, the world is not going to be in a, in a great way at all, like it already isn't at the moment. But this, this decade is just so important. And it's amazing to see all the, all the new sustainability focused startups that are emerging because they, they realize this and they want, to, they want to play their part in helping the sustainable development goals come to life. Yeah, it's really awesome. So I, I truly hope that by 2030, we do see uh, big changes in the world and we see a, a much greener world than, than what it is at the present time be, because of the fact of that there is more consciousness out, out there in the world. But Russ, it's been amazing. You know, for, for people listening, Russ is also a community builder. And when, when I share with him that I, I'm, I'm in the making with the Sustainably in Love community and, and I share what it is, the values, like, sign me up. So that's the type of person Russ is and, and uh, very, very glad that we've come across paths and that we've, uh, we've done this episode. So thank you so much, uh, Russ. Thank you so much for having me. I've had a, I've had a great time talking to you and uh, yeah, I look forward to continuing the conversation sometime soon. Yes, me too. Let's go. <laughs> Thanks, Sebastian. Thank you so much for listening to Sustainably In Love. So what were your takings uh, from the episode? We really hope that you enjoyed it. And truthfully, our show could not grow without your support. Therefore, whether for good or bad, we would love to see your review on Apple iTunes or Spotify. And hope to see you on the next episode.